Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Speak On It podcast with K-Sam, episode two. On this episode, we will discuss the why of the podcast, why it was started, what made me do this, what was the drive and the motivation behind this podcast. Here on this podcast, we discuss issues involving law enforcement while offering real and transparent answers. We have a motto on the Speak On It podcast, and it's simple as, we are not trying to change the entire world, but reach the heart of one person at a time. Once again, folks, welcome, welcome, welcome into another episode of the Speak On It podcast with K-Sam. I am your boy, the one and only K-Sam. How everybody's doing out there? Man, we have a lot to talk about today. First off, let's get into the Super Bowl talk. So, on episode one, I was I was claiming that it was going to be a good game. I was expecting, along with I'm sure the rest of the world, that it was going to be a good Super Bowl game. You know, with Goat Brady and, and young man Mahomes. <laughs> well, we were let down last night. And what a blowout it was for the Buccaneers. Um, so let, let's get into the the squares. Who lost some money? Who won some money? I know me. I, I probably lost what like uh forty forty dollars. I had one one pool I was in that was paying two fifty. I think two fifty a quarter, and one was one twenty five, and I didn't even come close to. Banging on the square, man. But uh, once again, man, shout out to the Bucks and their fans, uh, the loyal ones uh, who who just been around from from jump. Who let me say this: the loyal fans that stuck around during the Jameis Winston days. That that's what you call loyal. Because look, if you was able to stick around through all the stuff Winston brought that team through, hey. That that's loyal right there. That is some loyalty right there. Um, so man, let's just talk about what's what's coming next uh, in the sports world. We got now. We can focus on the NBA, NFL closed it out. Uh, the season was was a little weird, but I think the NFL done a, a great job uh, with the whole COVID deal and still allowing them to play football and, and give give the fans what they wanted. Man, we want to see some football. Nobody wasn't trying to hear nothing about no games canceled or nothing. But, man, they had, I think, I think they made history, of course, by having games every day of the week, uh, at least almost every day of the week. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward now to to college hoop fans. Shout out to all my homeboys who are the uh, Duke fans. I know I got some Dukies that listen to this, all my boys, uh, Duke fans, man. My boy, my boy, Black Joe, RIP to him. That boy, diehard Duke fan, man. Uh, but, man, let's jump into this episode and this discussion of the why of the podcast. And and just to kind of lay some foundation on on how this got started and, 
and what made me what made me do this and a, a lot a lot has happened here in the police world just over over the years at least what I've been in this since 2015 and I know for a fact my 6 years in this in this profession a lot and I say a lot has happened um a lot is is still going on and I think we have a long way to go um just kind of get things back back on track if that's even the right the right terminology for it because some people may say well man this never was on track you know law enforcement uh and policing wasn't meant to to help people it was always meant to hurt people and keep them under under the wraps and stuff like that but uh let me let me just bring y'all down a little a little story time real quick if y'all may um and let me just keep it real with y'all. So during the 2020 year, with all the issues involving law enforcement and, and all that stuff was unfolding, and we could, it's countless incidents that we could talk about, um, but we'll say that for, for further discussion. Um, but I just begin to think about how can I make a difference in my job to make it easier on myself and my fellow coworkers, first and foremost, um, because nobody wants a job and wants their job to be difficult. Who want who who signed up for a job and say, "Oh yeah, I want that job because it's tough, it's difficult, and I like all the all the negativity that comes with it." I sign me up for that job. Look, I'm number one in I'm in line and I'm number one. I want that job. Nobody says that. So like after having some discussions with with some family members, you know, like my mom, my brother, even my wife, some some friends. I begin to realize that most most people don't truly understand what is the job of a police officer. You know, you you may ask anybody, what does a police officer do? You ask a little kid, hey, what does a police officer do? And the most common answer is stop people and take people to jail. Or in the kid's terminology, take the bad guys to jail. And it's way, way, way deeper than just making traffic stops, writing tickets, and taking people to jail. Uh, it's way deeper than some people just, oh, y'all just ride around for 12 hours or whatever time burning burning out taxpayers' dollars by wasting gas and X, Y, Z and stuff. Uh, but it, it's so much deeper than that, man. Being a, being a cop, you have so many different hats that you have to wear. And let me, let me, let me stress the half part on that because – you are expected to handle every situation, every situation, no matter from the most minor situation to the to the most extreme situation. You must you are expected to handle that with the utmost professionalism that you that you can, no matter what, no matter if somebody spit on you, kick on you, call you any kind of names. Hey, you supposed to take this. You supposed to take that on the chin. You signed up for this, this is what comes with the job, bam, there you go. Take it, and we don't expect you to react. You know, you need to get in robot mode and take that, and it doesn't affect you personally. And I just think that's so wrong. That's so wrong because what people don't realize is cops, we are human. Like, we are human. We, we, have, we have family. We have kids. 
we have you know loved ones that we that we would like to go back home to just like everybody else would and it's such a shame man to to see how people treat law enforcement and don't realize that the same people that you spit on you kick on you talk bad to you 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 give these old negative criticisms to would be the same officer you know black white hispanic um whatever race color they are they'll be the same person that would take a bullet for you and don't even know nothing about you you know it's like these same folks who holler oh defund the police you know f12 f the pigs we don't need the cops what they don't realize is when they are in trouble a family member is in trouble those same cops that you protest and riot against would be the same cops that would run in a in a gunfight to save you or run into an active shooter situation to save you and and we put our life on the line for people we don't even know and that's that's crazy that people can't take a step back and realize how much we sacrifice to make to make sure Everybody else is safe, you know. So while you at in your your house sleeping at one, two o'clock in the morning peacefully, man, they have an officer that's riding through your neighborhood, making sure nobody's not trying to break into your house, break into your car. Yeah, we can't be everywhere at at all times. So yes, crime still gets committed. Some people's houses still get broken into. Some people's cars still still get broken into. But man, that's the nature of the beast. You know, we don't we don't have enough cops to be at every point or every every crime scene as it is happening or to deter every crime scene at one time. That's just that's just a, a tall order that's impossible to reach. So but going back to to these conversations I had with some people, um I, I also realized that there was a misconnection between law enforcement and the community. Um you you hear so much talking about building the bridge. Oh, we need to build the bridge. We need to bridge the gap. We need to do this. And I thought about it, and I was like, no, we don't need to build the bridge or bridge the gap, but we need to do some rebuilding. We we need a we need to do some modification and 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 some rebuilding of the bridge. Um, and it, and it takes not only just law enforcement. It's not the responsibility of law enforcement to be bridging the gap between the community that we serve and the people, but it's a it's it must take a joint effort between the people and the law enforcement community to come together. And and that's what I think we fall in short is, you know, we are as citizens. Citizens blame law enforcement. Oh, it's the police fault. The police shouldn't have done this. The police shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, if they would have done X, Y, Z, then this would have happened. And then as law enforcement, we tend to point the finger back. And it's like, well, it's all y'all fault. If y'all wouldn't have been doing X, Y, Z, then none of this wouldn't have happened. So I, I think we need to do some some rebuilding of that bridge and of that gap to come together to to find an equal playing field, if I must say, to where we could work together, you know, uh, in in these communities. So when I joined law enforcement in 2015, I joined it with a purpose to wanting to make a difference in the community. So at that time, 
um, back in Louisiana, I was like, okay, I feel I could be put in a position uh, as a law enforcement officer to where I could go out there in these communities and try to make a difference. Um, and that being said, it was, it's not, and it was not an easy task at all. Um, so fast forward into 2020, just, just kind of still daily. I ask myself, okay, how can you make a difference? How can you make your job easier for yourself and your fellow officers? So I felt the need to, to educate the community and the, the people that we serve on on the service that we are providing for them. So I was like, okay, I need to come up with some type of forum, a conference, a seminar, or something to explain to people and educate people on the service that they are receiving and why some things, you know, go the way they go, why we do the things that we do, of course, without giving away tactics. So, you know, for the longest time and still now in law enforcement, it's it's a thing where officers like to keep everything we do in our daily works like confidential, thinking that if we allow citizens to know like why we do what we do, uh, it would expose our tactics and make us vulnerable as officers in certain situations. Now, granted, uh, I'm not coming on these on these podcast episodes to discuss like, hey, when we go search a building, this is why we, uh, you know, this is why we move the way we move. This is why we do the way we move. This is why we park the way we park, uh, you know, on certain situations. This is why we ask for what we ask for on traffic stops. Yes, I can, you know, get into some of those conversations, but this podcast is not meant to give away our tactics. Uh, it's just simply an educational forum just so when when something happens with you involving the law enforcement officers, I just want you to be able to say, okay, I understand why this officer asked me to do X, Y, Z without you feeling like you just, you know, like, oh, just because you, just because you, you a cop that you could do what you want just because you have that badge. And that's, I'm sure they, yes, I'm sure they do have officers that that's power tripping, that's power hungry. And once they put that badge on, they feel that they could do whatever they want. Yes. You know, we can get into that whole good cop, bad cop talk, but we're not here for that right now. We could talk about that in later episodes. Um, so I, I believe while keeping tactics under the wrap and doing our job safely, we can still go out and educate the community on why we ask, you know, y'all as, as civilians and citizens to do the things that we ask. You know, I, I, in me, me personally speaking, as an officer, what I try to do is, you know, I, I like to try to explain to people why I had to do some. So even if I had to fight somebody, if I had to, you know, give them a hip toss or take them down a little aggressive at the, after the whole situation is over, I like to have a one-on-one conversation, explain my actions to make sure that we are on the same page and let them understand, Hey, I had to do what I had to do because you done what you done. So most of the time, man, police work is very reactive. Yes, we have some proact- proactive uh, police work that we do, but most of the time it's reactive. So in, in these incidents, 
where like let's just take also involved shootings because that that's a big that's a big deal you know or use of force you know what people don't realize is as police officers we react to what the suspect the whatever you want to label them the other person that we are trying to deal with we react to what they give us so if you become non-compliant well that's one red flag because a normal person you know a normal person would listen to what a police officer so if i tell you know somebody i'm dealing with hey put your hands up and you're not complying with that well some some is not right so now i need to react to your your actions for not listening to what i'm telling you you know so it is a lot of reactive police work that we do and you know we just react to what people give us and it's just that simple so what i learned during my six years law enforcement is that when i explain to someone the why of something that i may have done or asked them to do it made the situation a lot better and then the most important thing was respect was gained for me as an officer after the encounter let me say that again because that word goes a long way. That that word respect is a lot more powerful than the power word or the authority word. Because yes, you can have all the authority in the world, um, but if no if somebody doesn't respect you, then they won't listen to what you have to say. You know, um so I have I have a little short story. That I was told the other day um, by my little by my little nephew, man. My little nephew decided he wanted to follow my my footsteps. Uh, he wanted to become a, a law enforcement officer just like me. So cool. I made sure I explained to him what he's getting into, and you know the the real, the ins and outs, no sugarcoating, nothing. You know, kind of what to expect. Bam, cool. So he was like, "Unk, I still want to do it." I was like, "All right, man. Let's man make it happen. Let me know what you need." Uh, you know, just make sure you mentally prepare yourself. So he got on with a little small agency uh, that I won't name um, back back home in Louisiana, and he's doing some some training right now, kind of like a ride along training right now with uh, an old veteran officer who who's been a, a law enforcement officer for probably as long as I've been alive, and I'm 29 years old. Uh, so. More of this story is he was he was telling me about his first day and um apparently this guy was not or isn't well liked around the area that he works and he's an old school veteran officer and stuff. Um so he, he was telling my, my nephew that the reason why he come off as a as a asshole, excuse my language, uh for some uh, but why he come off as an asshole is to make people scared of him. So that way, when they see him, nobody wouldn't want to mess with him and, and would fear him as a police officer. And and that just bothered me so bad because, it, it, like I just said, as a, as a cop, I don't want you to fear me. I want you to respect. Back me and and understand that I am a human, just like you are a human, and I would treat you just like you would treat me. My motto is: I give you what you give me. So if you want to be 
cordial and respectable and you know man i'll talk to you just in this same tone you know no matter what the situation i'll try to de-escalate it i'll try to calm you down so where we could talk and understand each other instead of yelling and screaming and cursing and stuff but if you don't respect me then you won't you won't comply you won't even give me the time of day to to hear what i have to say so when this officer told my nephew Gosh, this this is just crazy. When my when he told my nephew that, I was like, "No, see that that's wrong, and that's what the problem is in law enforcement today." Is we have some officers who is training and molding these rookie officers or these new officers um, on the way policing is, and you we getting people telling new officers stuff like that. Like oh yeah, I I want people to be scared of me because they scared of me. Then they you know they know I, when I come around, uh, it, it it ain't ain't nothing. Like oh yeah, they they scared of me, and that's just bogus, man. That's that's weak. That's a weak excuse as a police officer. You could tag, you could you could quote me on that. That's weak all day. If as a police officer, if you walking around wanting people to be scared of you, and you get a high off of that, knowing that somebody fear you. You weak. Get out the get out the profession. You, sir, woman, will make it hard and you will continue setting us back in the law enforcement world. And that is what we do not need. Get out. Because that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. You are here to serve the people. Um and and you walking around boasting because somebody is scared of you. Man, weak. So uh it goes back to the whole respect thing, man. Um, you you gotta gain respect for the people you are serving uh, in order in order to receive anything, and that that goes a long way with you know receiving tips, you know information. Man, my my goal when I was back in in Louisiana working working in my beat in my neighborhood and stuff, um, I. My ultimate mission was if I ever got into a situation where I had to fight somebody, where somebody was running for, from me, and I was jumping fences, and I lost them, whatever, let's say foot pursuit, and I lost sight of them, what the type of relationship I wanted to have with, with those people in that in that neighborhood was when they saw what was going on, they would say, hey, Officer Sam, he's under that house right there. Or, hey, I saw him running. You know, I want, some, I want them to trust me and know that, hey, I done right by them, so let me let me help him back, you know. Or if I'm fighting with somebody on a traffic stop or whatever the case is, I want to I want to have those people in my corner to where they would intervene. They would you know pull the the bad guy off of me and help me take him into custody, so nobody won't get hurt or it won't have to escalate into a deadly force situation. So it, as a police officer, that's. I think that should be everybody's ultimate goal to 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 have that type of relationship um in the community. Let me see. So I was scrolling on Facebook and I, I saw this um I guess it's I'll call it a statement. I don't want to call it a meme. I'll call it a statement. And I think that should be some people's motto. And it says, be the cop you would want responding to your house to protect your family. So 
be the police officer and treat everybody as if you would want another officer to treat your family. So another thing that, that I carry in my work is I treat everybody how I would want everybody to treat my family. So if I'm dealing with an elderly lady, well, heck, I would, as cop or no cop, you should always treat everybody with respect. Let me just say that. Don't don't, don't get it twisted because that's just, that's just number one rule in, in life and society. Uh, but as a police officer, you know, it it happens where some cops talk to some people rude uh, and like without no respect and just down talk people so bad. And we, yes, we all guilty of it, you know, but it's a time and a place where you have to do such, such uh, type talking, but not every situation where you should just get off the bat on a, on a simple, um, on, on any simple call that doesn't require you to start raising your voice and talking people down. Um, so when I'm dealing with this elderly lady, all I could think about is, okay, treat her and have patience with her just as you will want another police officer to have patience with your mom, with your elderly grandma, uh, who's going, who's going through, you know, the, the old age of the old age of life, you know? So be patient with these people, be patient with these kids as if you want a police officer, the next police officer to be patient with your child, uh, or your loved one. And I think if, if we could adapt this saying, be the cop you will want responding to your house to protect your family, and we could go some places with that. We could go a lot of places um, with those with those things. So kind of kind of going back um, on back to the why, uh, the, why I, I created this podcast. So I got hit with COVID. New Year's Eve, we was about to take a trip back to Louisiana, had a little symptoms, we get tested, bound, COVID. Quarantine for 10 days. So during that quarantine time, I had a lot of time to think. Um, it, it actually slowed me down and gave me opportunities to do those things that I said I was, you know, or I made excuses for saying that I was too busy for. Um, but what what happened was i always wanted to come up with some type of way to educate the community on policing and while while in quarantine i was like okay how can i reach out how can i reach out um more people because with COVID, you know, they didn't want to, you wasn't going to find nobody to do a conference or no type of seminar or nothing like that. So I really had to to think about it. And me and my homeboys always clowned around about, about doing a podcast. And I was like, man, <laughs> we could definitely do it. We could definitely make some money from it. Uh, you know, just clown talk about just life in general. No big deal. Um, but I used that and I was like, okay, I prayed about it and God laid it on my heart and said podcast. I was like, podcast? I can't do no podcast. Then I started thinking, I started putting pen to paper and I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, I, podcast would be the way because I don't have to try to bring everybody 
into one area where I could reach millions of people all across the world with just a podcast. And I was like, man, I may be on to something right here. So I started jotting down some things and I always kept notes and jotted down um, topics in my notes while all this stuff was unfolding. So I created the Speak On It podcast, which we're currently on right now. Uh, so the motivation behind this, you know, when I would reach out to like coworkers about, about these, about these issues, I got a lot of negative feedback where people would tell me, no, man, you, you, nobody wouldn't want to hear that. You can't change the way people think about law enforcement. We, you know, we against such odds right now. Um, even when I was I was about to go do a, a little Facebook Live episode just to try to be the voice for law enforcement and, and give some transparency in certain situations. Uh, I even had some coworkers and friends like, no, man, don't do it. Uh, you go risk your career for people who don't care about you, who don't want to listen. And I was like, no, that's bogus. That's a, that's a cop-out. And I felt that that just challenged me more to do something because I really felt and know that God placed this on my heart to do so. He placed me and he chose me specifically to do this. Um, and as, as the more I discussed it with people, uh, I became so much more passionate about these topics and these conversations to where I was like, okay, you do have a lot of good information, Kendall. You need to put this information out. You need to educate the people. And just like the motto said, I'm not here to change the entire world. If I could just reach the heart of one person at a time and get them to reach out and understand my purpose and the why behind it and the understanding of law enforcement, then they could reach out to another person. And I'm just looking for the chain reaction. If I could get the chain reaction, man, my mission would be so complete. Um, so I, I just, I've looked at this as a challenge. Uh, it's, it's still going to be a challenge, uh, but with God in my corner, I'll just put everything in his hands and I'm just doing my part. I'm just putting out the information. So if people decide not to listen to these episodes or these podcasts, you know, by all means, whatever, because I know I've done my part and I've done my due diligence by putting out this information. Um, so that, that's pretty much how this, this came about um, with, with this podcast. So like I said, it's just all about trying to reach the next person and to get them to understand why I'm doing what what I'm doing uh, for this podcast. So I hope this podcast have let y'all have a better insight on the why of the podcast and what to expect, you know, and what's the drive and the motivation behind it. Um, it's still new. I'm still learning. Uh, the information will get better. I have some good special guests lined up. Uh, I have some good topics to discuss. I promise, I promise it will get better. So, man, just for 2021, um, hold up, let me let me find this. 2021, uh, I, just, I just have a mission, 
And I just want everybody to to try to 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 get on board and let's do this. Uh, let's just unify. Let's love. Let's respect. Let's forgive. Let's learn and let's grow. I think I think if we could do that in 2021, uh, man, this world could get changed. This world could get turned around, and never know where is where it could go. So. With that being said, folks, that is all for episode two on the why of the podcast. But before I go, I want to leave you with the words of encouragement. Today's words of encouragement is simple. Nothing worth having comes easy. Nothing worth having comes easy. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Speak On It Podcast with K-Sam. Make sure you go to the Instagram and Facebook page, speak.on.it underscore podcast to stay up to date with all the latest content and to find the links to listen to the episodes today. So that is all, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, K-Sam is signing out.